Welcome to the Organizer Chicks podcast. I am your host, Amber Taggart, and I'm very glad that you've decided to spend some time here with us today. In this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about gifting, how we can be better gifters, and what kinds of gifts we can give for maximum appreciation, maximum value, and to help the world be maybe just a little bit less of a cluttered and busy and chaotic space. If you're listening from the United States of America, you may already know, but you might not know that we here in the U.S. have just fewer than 4% of all of the world's children, but we also have 40% of the world's toys. So we're definitely over-gifting in the area of toys, but we know that the clutter problem is not something that only our youth are dealing with. We know that the size of the average American family home rises while the size of the family itself shrinks. And we also know that the fastest growing sector of real estate in the U.S. is the storage unit. We have so much stuff. And here in my world, it's December. It's the time for gift giving. But no matter when you're listening to this podcast, there's probably an opportunity for gift giving or receiving coming up in your life. We give gifts year round. And you know what? I'm here for it. I love it. I am definitely not going to say stop giving gifts. I don't, I think we need all the joy and all the happiness and all the little thoughtful exchanges and celebrations that we can possibly get in life. So I'm not going to tell you, hey, stop giving gifts to each other. But I wanted to just talk through some ways to be more creative. And I know I've been in situations before where gift exchanges have really just become an exchange of my $20 gift card for your $20 gift card. And <laughs> at a certain point in time, it can really start to lose its meaning and its heart to give a gift in these kinds of ways. And so I wanted to come share some different ways to gift and some different ways to just think about giving and receiving presents. And so, so the first type of gifting I'd like to talk to you about is gifting of experiences or the gifting of services. And this is a really great opportunity to buy somebody something that's not going to take up any physical space in their life. You're going to help someone create a memory. Maybe you're going to buy them a dinner date on an excursion train and they get to go off and have a really cool and unique experience and that will be something they can take pictures of and have memories forever. Maybe you're more adventurous and you want to gift somebody bungee jumping or zip lining or a day at an amusement park or something like that. That's an amazing way to gift an experience. Maybe you want to gift something like a painting class or a crafting class or a workshop on personal style. There are so many ways to give people experiences and oftentimes tied in with these experiences is the idea of gifting a professional service. And I love this as a local small business owner. I'm always thinking, how can I support my fellow small business owners here in my community? How can I look around and see a small business, maybe someone who's given back to the community this year? And how can I in turn spend my dollars with their company and support them? And in so doing, 
give a gift to somebody that is an amazing service. So maybe that looks like you hire someone to come and clean or maybe to come and organize, or maybe you hire a local dance instructor to give one-on-one dance lessons to your favorite couple. There are so many ways that we can gift these services. And when we do that, it's usually an experience in and of itself. So those two are kind of intertwined. That's a great way to start thinking outside of the box to still definitely let your friends, your family, your loved ones know I was thinking of you. I thought of something personalized for you to go experience or a way for you to be served to take something off of your plate that you might otherwise have to do yourself or maybe that you just wouldn't do for yourself. Maybe you just wouldn't be a person who went and got a massage but for the fact that you have this gift certificate to go and experience some self-care like that. So I really encourage you to think toward experiences and professional services. Another way to gift something and avoid adding clutter to somebody's life is to think toward gifting consumables. These are things that aren't going to be with us forever. So maybe it's something that we eat Or maybe it's something that like a lotion that you would put on your body and that you would consume in that way. But think toward giving somebody something that doesn't have to be around forever. I think we've all had a situation before where we felt like somebody gave us something and and maybe for whatever reason, we just didn't love it. We love them. But maybe the thing they gave us just wasn't our style or it wasn't something that we just naturally gravitated toward and love, but we felt this guilt response that we had to keep it. And I've even had clients say, oh, well, I have to keep that and I don't ever bring it out unless so-and-so is coming over. And then I bring it out and I put it on the mantle so that she can still see that I have it. And of course, if we're giving a gift, we don't want to burden somebody with our gift. We give a gift because... We care about someone and we want them to have a positive experience. And so this concept of giving something that's consumable, that will be able to be used up is something to really think about so that you're not saddling someone for the duration with with feelings of having to hang on to something forever and ever. So that's another type of thing that we can look at gifting as something consumable. Something else, and I'm in love with this idea, is the idea of gifting something homemade or handmade. I have a necklace that a dear friend of mine made for me several years ago. It's got peas in a pod representing my little babies, and I just love it so much. Is it pretty? Yes, it is. Do I think it's really cute? I do, but I love it so much more because she made it for me. She thought about me as she picked out the beads and as she wound the wire around those beads to make that little pod, she thought of me with every step of that process. And so even though I'm not a person who wears much jewelry, and even though I'm not a person who tends to hang on to things for an extended amount of time, I still have that. And I will always keep it, I think, because I love it so much. When I look at it, it reminds me of her. Maybe you're not a jewelry maker. Well, that's okay. Can you bake a loaf of bread? Do you know how to paint? Can you write a poem for somebody? You have a talent to make and to create something. And when we give these kinds of gifts, we are giving of ourselves. And I promise you, a homemade gift can be so very meaningful. Now, at the same time, and something really similar, that's a real giving of self, I love the idea of giving acts of service. Maybe this year you offer to go and 
weed your neighbor's garden or to mow three times over the course of the summer or to babysit for a couple who could really use a date night. Can I get an amen right now? (laughs) There is something that you can do. There is a talent or some kind of a service that you can offer to somebody and it doesn't have to cost you anything, but I guarantee it will be received so well. Recently for the Organizer Chicks Christmas party, we were so lucky. We had like 70 degree weather and it was sunny in early December and we were able to gather together outside so that we could keep a safe distance. And the mandate for the party was to bring a white elephant gift for a gift exchange. Now, are you familiar with this concept? I think it's really fun and it's one of my absolute favorites. The concept of a white elephant gift is that you bring something that you already own, something that you bought and you used it for a little while, but maybe you're not using it anymore. Or maybe somebody else got something for you and you've been hanging on to it, but aren't really loving it and you're ready to let it go find a new home. I love this idea of white elephant gifts. And let me tell you, our whole flock of chicks got together for this Christmas party and everyone was so thrilled at all the gifts that they were able to to give and to receive. It was so fun. It would not have been any more fun if everyone had gone and spent money out of their pocket and then brought a gift. You have just as much chance of getting something you really like or that maybe is not quite your style. But if you can feel this freedom to turn around and re-gift it, That is a beautiful thing. And I want to normalize this concept of regifting. If your kid played with a train set for six months at a time and then got over it as kids tend to do, guess what? My youngest might love that train set. So feel free to wrap that puppy up and put a bow on it and bring it over and let's re-gift things. Let's normalize that concept. We spend so, so, so much money on things that we just ultimately don't need and don't love and don't use. And not only is that not great for economics and in terms of our personal family budgets, it's really bad for our environment. Just last week, I went to a local nonprofit, and as I drove around back to do some donating, I noticed that their dumpster was overflowing with clothes. Now, it's a whole other podcast about our fashion industry and how disposable fads have come and just truly filled our landfill with throwaway clothing. It hurts my heart to see things not going to good use. And if we can kind of stop some of that at the source and not go and purchase something when we might already have something that someone else could genuinely enjoy that has a lot of life in it, that is amazing. I'm not saying to wrap up your trash and give that away, but I guarantee you could probably click pause right now and go stand up and look through your cabinets and say, was there a perfume that, you know, you wore once or twice, but that smell just didn't really go great with your own body chemistry? Or was there a scarf that you thought was going to be so cute, but in actuality, you've never worn it. I can almost guarantee that there are things in your life right now that you're not loving that somebody else would. And that is especially true with kids stuff and toys too. So I encourage you to embrace re-gifting, be brave and put it out there and say, Hey friends, let's get together and 
will do a little gift exchange, but it can only be re-gifting. It honestly, it's so fun. I promise you no one is going to say, oh, well, I wish I had something brand new. They really won't. So (laughs) consider re-gifting. Another fantastic way to gift and to think of gifting is the gift of time. Especially this year, I think we have all realized more than ever before, maybe, how much we love and value connection and how much we have missed that. If you're someone who has spent a lot of time in your home and away from social gatherings this year, which I think most of us definitely have, we've really missed out on some things. We've probably missed out on birthday gatherings and on Thanksgiving and Christmas is around the corner and it's just not going to look normal this year. We're going to miss that gathering, but finding some way to still spend time. If that's taking a brisk walk and bundled up outside in the cold while keeping six feet of distance, but just kind of being together at the same place at the same time, that's amazing. If it's setting a weekly call to Zoom and just to chat and spend that time together, if it's a phone call, whatever it is, I highly encourage you to think about gifting time, which is this life's greatest non-renewable resource. Another thing I would encourage you to do if you're trying to think about gifting and being a smart gifter and not spending this exorbitant amount of money for one holiday is to consider doing a purposefully belated Christmas or Valentine's Day for that matter. If you're celebrating Christmas to celebrate the birth of Jesus, then take comfort in the fact that basically every biblical scholar out there agrees Christ was born in the spring, probably an April baby. We're celebrating on December 25th because of the Emperor Constantine and his desire to have Christianity override some of the pagan holidays that were going on during his time. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff we could get into. But (laughs) if you're trying to celebrate Christmas, just know this. Christ wasn't born on December the 25th, and there's no reason that you have to pay high Christmas tag prices for things when you might just be able to say, hey, fam, let's do our Christmas on January 12th, for instance, (laughs) and we can celebrate really any time of year. We can be thankful. We can rejoice. Whether we're religious or not, we can have this coming together and we can have this gift exchange, which again is so beautiful. The desire to give and the fun of receiving, it it can all still be had on any other time of year. So feel free to let yourself off the hook of a particular holiday and get the fantastic deals that are going to be happening as soon as that holiday is over. I mean, we all know that come November 1st, All of the Halloween candy is half off. (laughs) It tastes exactly the same. I'm here to tell you. Likewise, come December 26th, there are going to be great sales on things that literally one, two days earlier were going for big bucks. So don't be afraid to purposefully, belatedly celebrate some holidays. And then my final suggestion for your gift giving is to do something that will truly last forever. And that is to say what you feel even better, write what you feel. Write a letter to a friend. Let them know how they have impacted your life, how you value them and why and what they've brought to you. If you've got a good boss, if you've got a bad boss, let them know the things that you have appreciated about them, that you've learned from them. If you've got family, if you've got a spouse or a sweetheart that you love, and maybe we just don't say those things often enough, I encourage you to get 
a beautiful piece of stationery and in your own hand, write out what you think and what you feel for that cousin, for that grandmother, for that childhood friend, for that teacher, whoever that person is in your life that has been kind or who has inspired you or who has helped you to laugh or who has helped you to grieve. Whoever the person is, if they have been important in your life, say it out loud or write it in print. And I promise that will be a gift that will be very well received. That wraps up this episode of the Organizer Chicks podcast. Make sure to subscribe here and stay up to date with us on social media. We're at facebook.com slash the organizer chicks. And on Instagram, we're at the underscore organizer underscore chicks. Also make sure to check out theorganizerchicks.com for more information on who we are and what we do. If you found our podcast interesting or helpful today, please give us a review on iTunes as it makes our show more visible to others. And a big thanks to Sweet 25 for letting us use their song, Thinking About You. Check them out on Spotify and iTunes as well. Thanks again for listening and be sure to catch our next episode as we work to help you turn your before into an after.